What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. I am Robert Wampler. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just my listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. Got a lot to get to today. NFL Wildcard Weekend. And uh, it was, you know, some upset games, some blowout games. Uh, still got a game tonight. I think that's going to be the game of the weekend. Cardinals and Rams tonight. We'll be talking about that. Uh, but let's get into uh, probably the biggest, you know, I, I, not the biggest, I guess you could call it the biggest upset, but what was probably the best game of the weekend and kind of what happened there. So obviously the 49ers beat the Cowboys and, and this morning, it's funny because last week everyone was saying the 49ers have a unbelievably great chance to upset the Cowboys during a tear they're on a hot streak, and the Cowboys just have not looked great lately. And you're lo- and you're watching, you know, uh, throughout the week it kind of unfold. And uh, and why why I think everyone thought that the 49ers could upset the Cowboys, and why you know, why many people pick them. I don't think anyone would have been surprised if Dak came out and had a good game, if they came out with a with a great game plan, and they beat the 49ers and they advanced and they played the Packers in the uh, NFC Divisional round. But the thing is, that's not what happened, obviously. And the Cowboys right now are staring down the barrel of a disappointing wildcard exit. Um, th- this was everybody thought this was the year for the Cowboys. I know every year people bring that up. Well, people say that every year. But, like, I think everybody legitimately thought this was a year for the Cowboys where they can at least make it to an NFC Championship game. I mean, you've got players all over the field. CeeDee Lamb was a steal. Trayvon Diggs was a steal. Micah Parsons was a steal. Um, Zeke and and uh, Pollard were having a good 1-2 combo. Uh, Dak obviously had a rough last couple weeks of the season, but he was playing well. It looked like the coaching was getting better with Mike McCarthy. It, 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 they were having a home game at Jerry World. Uh, it, it would just it looked good for this team, right? And unfortunately, that's not the story for the Cowboys of what ended up happening. It, the 49ers went in there. They ran all over them. Uh, Debo Samuel ran all over them. They got a good lead. The Cowboys had an opportunity. People, listen, and I, here's and I will address obviously the end of the game where Dak was going to spike the ball and the ref ran into him. People bring that up. Yes, okay. I will fully admit to you the Cowboys probably should have got another chance. Okay, I I totally understand that, but again, this is kind of what we've seen all season with the Cowboys, which is. You can't trust them, and I said this a few weeks ago, you can't trust this team in big spots and big games, and it kind of became clear to me after that game where even if they would have got that chance, I don't think they're getting a 30-yard touchdown against that defense. But Dallas got breaks in this game. Nick Boza went out. Uh, they Micah Parsons had a good game. Dak Prescott had an opportunity with, before that uh, with all three timeouts they still had after the down. It, it ended up turning into 4th and 11, but they were driving down the field that time too. Um, but, but something that came clear to me in this game is with the Cowboys, not only are they, are, is, is you know, you heard people talk about it, you heard Tony Romo, but we referred to it in the broadcast last night, which is 
this is your year, Dallas. This is your window to win the Super Bowl, and I didn't. And, and, and you know, it's not like, I'm not going to say it's impossible for them to win the Super Bowl, but it's only going to get progressively harder with this monster contract that they paid Dak Prescott. And so it's going to get harder for them to win a Super Bowl year after year because the contract gradually increases. It's going to be more difficult to acquire talent. They're going to lose a lot of free. They're going to lose a lot of players this year, uh, and they're not going to be able to keep them. Listen, people want people make fun of Cleveland all the time, and I will be the first to admit to you: yes, they blew this year. They had more talent, and they should have had succeeded more in this year. Okay. But at least Cleveland's going to have money to keep players. At least Cleveland, they're not paying Baker Mayfield a fortune. I, I think the Cowboys this offseason are going to have to figure out a way to, uh, because let's be honest, you're not going to get this team again in the Dak Prescott contract era. You're not going to get all these stars all over the field in Dak Prescott contract era. By the way, CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons, Verkies this year, a couple years from now, their contracts are going to want to go up too if you want to keep them as well. So this idea that the Cowboys have a lot of talent, it's true, but who knows how much they're going to lose of it, and who knows what's going to happen with the future of all their star players because they simply do not have, they're not going to have the money, or I shouldn't say money, they're not going to have the salary cap space to keep them, and Keep Dak Prescott. Okay? It's it just unreasonable to think that. And this is why I said, this is why I brought up Cleveland. They got money to keep people. They're not paying Baker Mayfield the second most in the league. Um, and and at least Cleveland this offseason can go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, what do we want to do with Baker Mayfield? What do we want to do with these star players? Do we want to move some? Do we want to try to make a run our quarterback? Dallas doesn't have that option. Okay, they do not have the liberty in the offseason and say, what do we want to do here and there? Because they simply do not have the cap space to do it, and they know it, and I think that's why everyone in Dallas is frustrated this year. This was their window to win a Super Bowl, and it didn't happen. And now it's not impossible to win one, but it's only going to get harder throughout the years. And so you watch this team play, and you kind of, and another thing kind of comes clear to you, which is it doesn't really matter how much talent Dallas has. For some reason, in big games, they cannot. They they simply cannot put up the. They they just cannot bring the heat, bring the juice, whatever you want to call it. They just struggle in big games. I don't know if it's it, it, whether it's a few years ago where Dak Prescott was a rookie and they lost to the Packers in the NFC division round. Obviously, that was a crazy last second thing that happened, but it happened. Uh, whether it was this year where they lose. Uh, you know, whether it was this year where they lose to the Raiders on that crazy Thanksgiving game, whether it was this year when they lost to uh, the 49ers in the wild card game, whatever it is, you cannot trust them in big games of the year. You can't trust them in big parts of the season. And it, it's it just feels like it's going to continue to be a reoccurring problem until they address the contract that they paid Dak. If I'm Dallas this morning... You know, I, I, I'm if I'm Jerry Jones this morning, I listen. Jerry Jones gets a lot of hate from people, all right, and he does make certain moves that seem questionable. He has in the past, okay, but this team that he acquired for Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, 
it, it's it, it, I I would totally understand why I'd be frustrated this morning. Okay, Dak Prescott sat out until he got the contract he wanted. Jerry Jones said, "Okay, I will pay you the, the I will pay you the monster contract." He gets Mike McCarthy, who was who two years ago was let go from the Packers, and he says, "I'm gonna give you a chance." And then their pick, they were gonna pick Patrick Sertan in the draft, and uh, it gets stolen from them from the Broncos. So who do they get? they go with the next best option? They get Micah Parsons, who clearly turned out to be a star. So. If you're Mike McCarthy this morning and you're thinking to yourself, I gave them this talented roster, I gave them everything that they asked for, and what I asked for in return was, hey, let's not have a disappointing year. Let's at least make it the NFC Championship. And they couldn't beat the 49ers. If people want to bring up that late call, and you know what? Yeah, it wasn't great. All right. But let's not act like they were gonna like it was a given that they were gonna get a thirty yard touchdown um, on one play. Okay, yes, they they do deserve that opportunity. I completely agree with you there. But it it was not a given that they were gonna get that. So, you know, the Cowboys. This was their year. This was their path, and it didn't happen. And they're gonna have a hard time acquiring talent keeping talent, going back to drawing board because they got themselves into the situation with Dak Prescott and his contract. Uh, as for the 49ers, they are headed to Lambeau next week. And let me say something. Why I would, it's Monday today, why I would pick the Packers in that game, I would not be surprised in the in the slightest if the 49ers go in there and they beat the Packers. They are more physical. They're on a roll. I do think whether it's next week, whether it's the week after, if they if they make it to the NFC Championship, eventually their physicality, they're not being able to lose a game since since you know two weeks before the regular season, it's going to wear on them. Um, and maybe it'll be next week, maybe the week after. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team, but I would not be surprised if they go into Lambeau and they beat them. And something else that's interesting to think about. Obviously, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but for the 49ers' path to the playoffs, right? Well, tonight the Cardinals and the Rams play. And if either one of those teams, the Cardinals beat them twice in the regular season, which means close games, which only means one thing, that if they play again, the odds are more than likely going to San Francisco. And the Rams, while they lost to them, obviously last week we watched that game, um, if the Cardinals and the Rams can go and beat the Buccaneers and why the Rams, why they lost to the 49ers in the regular season, uh... Kyle Shanahan typically beats Sean McVay, right? The 49ers typically beat the Rams. So if one of those teams can go, whoever wins that game tonight, and if they can beat Tampa Bay, obviously that's a big if, but if they can beat Tampa Bay, if 49ers can beat Packers, the path then really opens up for this 49ers squad. Now, I'm still sticking with my pick. I'm still sticking with the Cardinals. I think they have talent. Uh, the question is, will Kyle Murray be to play? And that's what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to be previewing tonight's Monday night game between the Cardinals and the Rams' big playoff game. So let's talk about that. So the winner obviously goes on to play Tampa Bay. They play twice in the regular season. Listen, um, this is what I would say here. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I wouldn't be surprised if either team wins, but this is what I would say. This Cardinals team, all right, 
um, is loaded with all-stars talent. J.J. Uh, Watt could potentially play tonight. It's not a given. He could potentially play. It's loaded with talent everywhere. This is Kyler Murray's first playoff game. Okay? So, um, if there's a part... It's not the talent issue. I don't have a talent issue with the Cardinals. It's a coaching... Uh, not not even a coaching issue. It's an experience issue for Cliffs Kingsbury and for Kyler Murray um, and, and for some of these other star players. A lot of these young players on this Cardinals roster. This is a young Cardinals team, young quarterback, young head coach, and they don't have the experience playing the playoffs that... Jer- that you know, uh, Sean McVay has. Now, obviously, Matthew Stafford doesn't have experience playing the playoffs, but Aaron Donald does, and, and these Rams players have been bigger games. Now, they have experience. I think Cardinals have the talent. I'm sticking with Cardinals. They've been my team all year. But um, th- when you look at the matchups, I think it's very interesting. Obviously, we got to see this game twice during the regular season. And honestly, the part that would concern me if I was a Ram- the part that would concern me if I was a Cardinals fan is the, is the uh, experience differential between the two teams, but the part that would concern me if I was a Rams fan is the it, 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 is simply the uh, talent differential, and I don't mean to say, I, I don't know if talent differential is the best word, but you played twice, the first time the Cardinals beat you badly in your own stadium, the second time you played on that Monday night game in Arizona late in the year, and what happened was the Cardinals had an awful game, and the Rams had a nearly perfect game, and the Cardinals... Uh, got that on as a kickback. They, if they would have completed that drive, it, it was still very close. If they would have completed that drive, it would have been a tie game, right? Remember that onside kick they got back, and then obviously Kyler Murray got sacked towards the end of the game. But the the, the Cardinals had an awful game. Kyler Murray threw picks, and he got sacked a lot, and there were bad decisions, and the, the Rams were running up and down the field on him. And it still came down to the last second. So the part that concerns me, uh, if you're the obviously the Cardinals experience, the part that concerns me with the Rams is the Cardinals have proven in both games, in my opinion, that they are simply the better team. So I am picking the Arizona Cardinals tonight. Kyler Murray gets first playoff win. But uh and by the way, uh don't get me wrong, Rams and Bucks will be a great game next week, okay? But the Cardinals and the Buccaneers will be a fascinating game to watch for next week. Because we know and that's another thing, guys. Remember the Cardinals are a far better road team than they are an away team. All right, uh, uh, sorry, I, that kind of contradicted itself. The Cardinals are a far better away team than they are a home team. For whatever reason, they're eight and one on the road. They've only lost to Green Bay, and by the way, they kind of get to avoid Green Bay. Let the 49ers got a shot at Green Bay, and they go to the Buccaneers. Now, obviously, with those two teams, it's pick your poison, but. It would be a very interesting matchup to see Arizona play Tampa Bay. But tonight's going to be a great game. Uh, I think it has potential to be the game of the week. All right, let's talk about the other two games, which were uh, obviously the Chiefs. and the, Obviously, no, more than two games. The Chiefs uh, and the Steelers, Big Ben's last game. So let's talk about Big Ben's career. Obviously, last night was not the way you want to go out, but I just want to say this. I think people um, in sports, you know, great legendary careers— pay too much attention to the last game or even the last season, right? We all wish that great players can end like Peyton Manning did where he went out with the Super Bowl or can end like the late Kobe Bryant did where he dropped 60-plus points, right? We all would like that. But the reality is when players are retiring, there's a reason why they're retiring, and it's because they're older and, and they can't play the game at the level they once were able to. And it's not like the end of your career defines you. Obviously, we don't, you know, 
it, it, it stinks if, if a player's last pass is a – if a great quarterback's last pass is an interception and a blowout loss. Or it stinks if a great point guard's last, you know, play in his career is a steal. Or, it, it, it's just it, – it's not ideal, right? But it's, when I think of Big Ben and Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not going to think of this wild card game – where he was limited, he was older, he had the worst team. You go into Kansas City on a Sunday night game. I'm not going to think about that. I think of all the great plays he made throughout his career. You know, you heard Chris Collinsworth talk about it yesterday. The pump fix, the unable to the people unable to bring him down. You know, it, it's people. I think we all wish that everybody could go out, you know, in a blaze of glory. But the thing is, is that. Like I said, players are time for a reason. And the second thing is the competition they're going up against. If you're in a wild card matchup, the competition you're going up against is, you know, top tier. And they were playing the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and it was top tier talent. And, you know, obviously it wasn't a, a great way to go out, but he made it to the playoffs again. Uh,. Obviously, and to be honest with you, if you're gonna if you're gonna really put an emphasis on the end of Big Ben's career in his last game, I think what really should count as last game is uh, a couple weeks ago in Cleveland on the Monday night game, his last game in Pittsburgh, because that's where you kind of saw the Pittsburgh fans. This was an away game. It, that's where you kind of saw the Pittsburgh games appreciate what he did for the city over the years, appreciate what he did for that team. And yes, while Big Ben uh, didn't go out in a great way, it's not really what I'm, I'm not gonna remember him for his exit. Okay, I'm going to remember for all the great plays he's made in his career, his Super Bowls, his Hall of Fame career. Um, and, and that's really what I think is. And you saw the signs. Even some Chiefs fans had it. See and can. So, I mean, it's just that is what I personally remember Big Ben for. All right. Let's also talk about uh, the Chiefs. Because they have a very interesting matchup. I'm going to break down the Bills and the Patriots in a little bit. But they have a very interesting matchup next week with the Bills. They played, obviously, in the past few years, the Chiefs have, have had the edge. But the, earlier in this year when they met in Arrowhead, Josh Allen went in there. He was hurtling people, throwing rockets. Um, and so this is kind of Josh Allen's chance to fully redeem himself against Patrick Mahomes. And let me say this. The NFC, the NFC, obviously, I think is a better conference. I, it's interesting because during the year, I would have said the AFC has more depth. Um, but you watch the NFC; they look so good. And the AFC, um, they have two teams. I think if you look at the remaining four teams, this year, because even though Tennessee is the one seed, I think the two best teams clearly left in the AFC are the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, so. It, you know, they play next week. This is what I would caution anybody who is who is uh, a Bills fan to watch out for. He had a great game last week against the Patriots. Like, it looked like he was on a mission, right? He dominated them. But the thing is, Josh Allen, historically, while super high ceiling, huge arm, could run around, could do anything. I mean, they were the first team in NFL history. I read... Um, that had a perfect game, right? Like literally did not punt the entire game or kick a field goal, literally just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown or have a turnover. It was just all touchdowns, 47-17 against Bill Belichick in the playoffs. And I and I was wrong about the Patriots. I thought they were going to go dark, far. I thought it was going to be an interesting game. 
but you saw that Josh Allen is on a mission. But the thing that concerns me is, okay, we've seen Josh Allen struggle in these games before, right? And obviously he's looked good this year, but he struggled at times too. And so if he goes into Arrowhead and he starts trying to throw 50-yard rockets and he starts trying to hurdle people, this is a different Chiefs team than he played earlier in the year. This is a Chiefs team that looks ready to roll. This is an improved defense. This is an improved offense. This is an improved Patrick Mahomes. This is everything, right? And I think one of the things you're going to see in this game is if Josh Allen can just kind of relax, right? Like he did against the Patriots. He gets that first touchdown. He If Josh Allen has a lead, uh, watch out because he can do anything. If he, if he can get that first touchdown against Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, kind of do uh, and kind of silence the arrowhead crowd momentarily, that is going to be a, a dangerous, dangerous offense, a dangerous Josh Allen, dangerous Bills team. But if they fall behind 10 nothing, like they did last year in the NFC Championship game, or if they fall behind two scores or a score um, and, and he starts to panic, that's what we're worried me. With Patrick Mahomes, if he falls behind, he doesn't necessarily panic, right? Typically, he does not. But Josh Allen does tend to panic sometimes if he gets in that situation. So uh, I, if I had a bigger pick right now, I'd pick the Chiefs. But let's not forget that uh, this is, Josh Allen is potentially going to be playing with the new level of confidence against the Chiefs team. Uh, this team is going to be on a mission, and it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I also want to talk about the the Bengals and the Raiders because obviously I've given Derek Carr a lot of respect, and I thought he did a good job against that Cincinnati team. Let me just say this. I think the Raiders, Raiders fan, I, I think the Raiders fans and everyone knew going into the playoffs after last week's crazy win against the Chargers. You know what? We're we're not going to we're not going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Obviously it'd be nice. But when all this stuff happened, it was like, you know what, we're not gonna win the Super Bowl. And I'm not gonna I talked about it last week, I'm not gonna rehash it all. But Derek Carr did a phenomenal job this year. Okay? And you know what? To his credit, he got down to fourth and goal. No matter who he's playing, no matter what the talent gap is, it doesn't matter. Because Derek Carr is always going to make it a close game. And so, the Raiders, if they want to move on from him, if they want to trade him for a piece or something like, like a, if they want to trade him for like a, a, a cornerstone piece, or if they would see it as a cornerstone piece, they better think long and hard. Because Derek Carr is, um, while not, a ta- why not as talented as you know Patrick Holmes and all and some of these top guys in the league? It's just gonna win you football games, just like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just gonna win you football games, and that's really all you ask for of your franchise quarterback. Is it, it, we have limitations on our team? Can you can you can you win us football games? And he did it time and time again. And uh, I, I think for the Raiders to move on from him, whether they will or not, I think it's crazy. And uh, I think he clearly showed that he could be your quarterback that wins your Super Bowl. Now, as for the Bengals, 
they're going to be going on. They're facing Tennessee next week. We know that Joe Burrow. We know that Joe Burrow, uh, obviously, got his first playoff win under his belt. Um, while not, uh, you know, while not crazy to think that they're going to beat Tennessee, this is what would worry me as a as a Bengals fan. Not the offense, not Joe Burrow, but simply. Uh, t- Tennessee's offense running against that Bengals defense. I think the Bengals need to get an edge rusher, need to get some more pieces on defense for this team to be a Super Bowl team. Like they're kind of ahead of themselves. If you look at their talent and their building stuff and their building blocks, they're kind of ahead of themselves. And you know what? Joe Burrow, I think this year proved. You know what? Keep Zach Taylor. Jamar Chase was the right pick. Okay, obviously people. Uh, like me, that I was saying they should get offensive linemen were wrong. Jamar Chase was the right pick. And I think when you're looking at I, I think when you're looking at Joe Burrow in this offense, while they can't go in there and get a win, if their season ends next week, this is this is a a a building kind of year, right? Like like hey, we're gonna go uh <laughs> like, like we're gonna. Don't worry. I know everyone thinks we're in a rebuild, but we're gonna go to the playoffs, win a playoff game, and who knows? They might not be done yet, right? Like Joe Burrow got their first win in over thirty years. Uh, a playoff win over thirty years, largest, largest crowd at a Bengals game at Paul Brown Stadium in history. Um, he's getting fans back to Cincinnati. He's building the Bengals up. He's building this team up. And who knows? They might not be done yet, right? And so for them to go again a playoff win, for him to get a playoff win, and his second year, it's crazy. Um, this team is is light years beyond where they should be, and who they, they might not be done yet. So Joe Burrow obviously is another Derek Carr type player. Uh, he makes plays that's straight to shake your head. He just wins football games, and that's really all you can ask for your, out of your quarterback. All right, so. Obviously, uh, a lot of crazy games. The Tampa Bay-Philadelphia game. I do want to talk about Philadelphia a little bit because, look, the schedule was favorable for them. I will not lie. It was favorable for them, obviously. They didn't play a whole lot of great teams towards the end of the stretch where they made the playoffs. But let me just say this. Last year, when all the coaches were being hired, all anyone could talk about was, oh, man, Irvin Meyer and Trevor Lawrence with the Jags and 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 you know and people were criticizing Nick Sirianni. He was because I remember during the draft process, he said I play rock paper scissors. And I remember everyone took that piece of audio and it was tearing it apart. It was like this doesn't look good for your head coach. Well, he simply made your team uh, made the Eagles a playoff contender. And you listen, it was unreasonable. Much like the Raiders, for the for Philadelphia fans and for the GM to look at him and say, "Hey, uh, we know you're playing with a limited team here, but we're gonna need you to win a Super Bowl, right?" Like, nobody expected, but they won the playoffs. And yeah, albeit the schedule is favorable, and they lost. But this team doesn't have. This team didn't quit on their coach. It looks like Jalen Hurts could potentially be the future there. It looks like he likes his relationship with Nick Sirianni. It looks like. Players respect Nick Sirianni, and this team is only building. We got to understand that. For a team in a building year 
that we thought we thought Philadelphia wasn't going to be good this year, right? Like, and for a team like that to go to the playoffs and, and be in a wild card, that is huge. That's light years again, light years beyond where they should be in this rebuild. And for me, that's a good sign. If if I'm you know if I'm an Eagles fan, and so I'm looking at this team. And yeah, they got limitations. They're gonna have some work to do, and maybe the schedule won't be as favorable for them next year. But let's not act like Nick Sirianni is not a good coach because they played a favorable schedule. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback because they got to play a favorable schedule at the end of the year. All right. Well, uh, and as for Tampa Bay, obviously, like I said earlier, they're gonna be playing the Cardinals or the Rams. Will be a heck of a matchup, and uh, we cannot wait for that. All right. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Arizona Radio, recapping Wild Card Weekend. Remember, I picked tonight Cardinals. Um, but don't get me wrong, I would not be surprised if the Rams win. Um, and it will be a great week next week as well. All right, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Arizona Radio. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Arizona Radio. God bless, everybody.